paragraph down. No, second paragraph down. <clears throat> the spiritual life is not a theory. We have to live it. Unless one's family expresses a desire to live upon spiritual principles, we think we ought not to urge them. We should not talk incessantly to them about spiritual matters. They will change in time. Our behavior will convince them more than our words. We must remember that 10 or 20 years of drunkenness would make a skeptic out of anyone. There may be some wrongs we can never fully right. We don't worry about them if we can honestly say to ourselves that we would write them if we could. Uh, I'm going to leave it there. I thought that was an interesting passage. And yes. Hand it over to you. Well, first thing, yeah, Paul, welcome, everybody. Nice to see. You. Well, let's get to that last sentence. There may be some wrongs we can never fully right. We don't worry about them. How many people are successful at that? Yeah, there is another way of looking at it. You're not that which is worrying about them. This is what has worked for me. Seeing this from a, a sense of self, it sounds like another order that I'm not going to be able to complete. Yeah, another failure, because just like when people would say, why don't you just stop drinking? And then I would say, well, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But that implies there's some power. Well, it's the same thing. But my experience is that I did not stop worrying about things. My experience is I lost interest in the idea that it was me that was worrying about things. Yeah. That works. That's the whole premise of this talk, really, yeah? is to see that which is talking to us as us as something foreign, that which is talking to us as us all day. I'm not meaning that it's talking to us all the time, but it's talking to us as us. When it says uh, we're worrying about we're worrying about next week, there's a feeling that it's me doing the worrying. Yes. Instead of just saying worrying about next week, it's always usually prefaced with I'm worrying about next week or we're worrying about next week. That's what we're looking at is the meaning. There's so much meaning that's transferred from the me to the worrying about next week. I don't give a shit of other people worrying about next week usually. I don't. Yeah. But if it's me and I think I shouldn't, then it's like a huge deal, which is just another obsession with self orgy, really. It just goes on and on. So the message is here is I admit I can't stop worrying about next week. And then I see that I'm not that which is worrying about next week. And I lose interest in next week. Yes, <laughs> I lose interest in the worrying about next week. That's really the nugget of it all, yeah? is to see the disease is represented as us. Yeah. So all the talking that goes on in the head, we think it's us hearing it and us doing it. Yeah. Yet I don't believe so. I believe it's like a radio station, K-Paul. 
and everyone has the same radio station, but has a different flagship, which is Paul or Mia or Mia or Mickey or Richie. And therefore, Richie is incredibly drawn to listening to Kay Richie, where I'm not drawn to listening to Kay Richie and vice versa. This idea, this Paul is incredibly interested in K-Paul. <laughs> I mean, so when you say K-Paul, Paul, you got to lose interest in K-Paul. It doesn't usually work, does it? Yeah. We got we, we to have an experience of that, which is service. When you get out of yourself and be available to others, there's you stop listening to K-Paul for that little while. But in a way, we can't be doing formal service 24 hours a day. That goes to extreme. Yeah. I knew a guy that had 13 sponsees, did all this shit all fucking day, and he had a nervous breakdown because he wasn't taking care of himself. Yeah. He just went extreme in the service, just like he did extreme in the drinking. Yeah, and it wasn't good. It was an imbalance. So this is, yes, the service gives us a great example of what it's like to be free from the bondage of self. And then maybe it can be taken further if we recognize the nature of self is foreign to us. Yes? We're not of self. We may be seemingly in self, but we're not of self. Yeah? And this is the, this is the possibility that dawned on me in like the seventh year or so of recovery, where I was reading that page on 64, that sentence, being convinced self manifested in various ways. And I had already looked at one of the definitions of convinced, which was to believe with certainty. So being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Yeah. I saw self as foreign to me, just that simple. And as soon as I saw it as foreign to me, a possibility that was always available, but not available to me became available. And that was, I could be free from it. As soon as I saw it as other than me, the possibility of freedom from it became tangible, became, yeah. And so it's been, yeah, for now, what, 27, 30 years or something of sobriety after that, yeah? So we're not coming here with a, a, a mental theorem. We're coming here with evidence that has been translated in the framing of recovery because you don't know the problem but from the solution. You really don't, yes? So when you get the relief, it, you realize why you weren't in relief, yes? And I'll tell you, the idea, the identification as self in, in the AA way of looking at things is the dilemma, yes? Is the, is the exact nature of the wrong, yeah? Something is talking to us as us, and, it's, and that faith in that talking compels us to act based on its point of view, which could produces consequences that bring us great misfortune we feel we don't deserve. So we start looking around to see who we can fucking blame. 
and on and on it goes. And it leads us to having to have a drink or a drug or something because we want to get out of it, even if it's super temporary. What, what I observed is I was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. I, you know, and I was completely a devotee to that false evidence that was being presented as real, completely, yeah? And, and it had its results. It brought me to my knees, thank God. And then something intervened, which was the I sensed the higher power and I got struck sober. Yeah, and then a miracle, a real tangible miracle in my life, because that thing, that urge, that drive of selfing was the primary event all day. That was, that radioactive isotope was removed. I haven't had a strong feeling or a thought about drinking and using for 34 years. Fuck. I mean, what more evidence do you want that something is doing for us what we can't do for ourselves and something is doing to us what we would never do to ourselves and we're calling it me? Yeah, that's why it gives it the opportunity to defeat us is the identification as it. It could not defeat us. Yourself doesn't defeat me, so to speak. Uh, maybe it bothers me if I'm in an intimate relationship with you or you're my boss or something else. But basically, the real defeat is self, yes? The identification as this self now, the activity going on now is what has defeated me. And it doesn't say there's selves. It says self has defeated us. We're a collective and the thing that has defeated us is a singularity. It's like computer code. Yeah, that's in all our programming. And some of us have a more a tendency towards part of that coding, which is alcoholism or addiction. But the real addiction is the mental state's addiction to being self. It is. That's what drives you to do these other things to get relief from that. And then because they don't work, because you're trying to get relief as that, they become addictions. Yeah. They never reach a point of satiation and bringing you to satisfaction. I never reached the point where I said, thank you, cocaine. You've done it. I am now content and satisfied. I'm giving over whatever I have left of that eight ball and I'm giving it over to you, my friend. Yes, it's done its work. I'm freed from that bondage of self. Cocaine, thank you. No. No addiction seems to work because that's why they call it a fucking addiction. (laughs) So what's causing, I mean, Jesus, the AA is the most incredible sound designed for living for people who have the, the original addiction to self. And yet even in, recovery, we don't see the exact nature of the wrong. Because it hides in plain sight through identification. You don't know you're identified until you do. It doesn't come easily. Yeah, you either got to hear about it, get struck like with lightning, have a fucking, you know, spiritual awakening, the burning light thing that 
Bills W supposedly had, something usually has to happen to bring you to realize that something's going on without us knowing it. Yeah. And so this is where, this is why we come all the time. Just that here, I saw something. Here's the pair of glasses. Maybe you'll see something. Yeah, check it out. I mean, it's undeniable that the basic You know, you can really just break it down into two camps, traveling heavy and traveling lighter. Yes. They both have causes and conditions, but they're different. Yes. Traveling heavy, resentments are yours. Anxiety is called your fear. Yeah, problems are yours. Yeah. Traveling lighter, resentments happen, but they're not mine. Fear may arise, but I'm not fearful, yeah? Problems occur, but who says they're mine, yeah? And then I start traveling lighter through what we call living, yeah? And if you start traveling lighter and you continue to travel lighter for quite a while, uh, maybe you can preach from that soapbox. <laughs> so, yeah, so here you go. Read the, I would suggest, look at the page 64 and do a five minute inventory. Do it the way you usually do it. My resentments, my fears, my harms. Now do it resentment, fears and harms with the theme that resentment, fears and harms doing to others, looking for what you want are manifestations of self in your life. They're not yours and see if, how it feels, yeah? See how it feels. There's a huge difference between my resentment and resentment, huge. Check it out. The principle doesn't have to be years and years and years to demonstrate itself. You can see the principle in a minute. You can see it, yeah? You can see how much weight is given to a lot of things through the the pipe of my, yeah? The owning of thoughts as the thinker is what's allowing you to be driven crazy by thoughts. That's the humble diagnosis, yeah? A thought doesn't ruin my day, my thought can, yes. <laughs> it's just that simple, yeah? I saw it with girlfriends, you know, I was having a great time going out with this girl, then suddenly she was crowned my girl. And then I think I have the right to park in front of a house and see if anyone else is visiting her, or, you know, break into her fucking email or shit like this. Things can change when there's ownership involved. Yes? <laughs> you know, I'm up, I'm up on stalking charges now <laughs> concerning my girlfriend. <laughs> the girlfriend was great. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there's tons of evidence right where you're sitting you don't have to go to the library you can just look in your own book so yeah yeah so if you're new here please just read page 64 
and just do a five-minute thing. Just take a resentment and do it one way based on it's yours, and then take a resentment, having it based on self, and see. See which is seemingly lighter, and which opens up a possibility that the other one doesn't. The only possibility my resentment opens up is to be free as the one who had the resentment. Yeah? Yeah? To be free as that one. Seeing it as a resentment, you'll be, you can be free from the being the one who had the resentment. Yeah? And the ownership of the resentment is what gives life to it. Some people have had a resentment for 50 years. They groom it, they fucking shampoo it, they do, they, and they keep just cooking up shit out of it, yeah? A resentment in, in the wild doesn't have that long of a life. It's like a fucking annoying fly. It doesn't live for 30 years. It comes and it goes. My resentment, fuck it, the clampets against the whatever, <laughs> vendettas, gener- passed on from generation to generation. <laughs> He's breathing life into it. <laughs> yeah. And for, and then get clear about fear humbly. Most of what we're uh, being affected by is mental anxiety. It's not fear. Fear is a valid emotion. It arises when you're in a threat or in a, yeah. The head's making up apparent threats, which are in here to just drive us fucking crazy all day. It's like getting electrocuted like 40 times a day, a little buzz. <laughs> Jesus, man. So mental anxiety. Coming out of what? Usually false evidence appearing real. Yeah. How do you know it's false? Well, if it's about next week, at this moment, it's false. Yeah. <laughs> it may be real next week, but right now it isn't. Next week isn't real. Yeah. And maybe, just maybe, if you were in a good condition today, you may be in a, a good condition next week. And maybe you'd be open to know what you need to know when you need to know it. Yeah. Maybe that intuitive thought would come in. Maybe that you'd know what to, I used to have it all the time when we were doing these uh, talks in a, an AA place, uh, like from 91, 1991. And, you know, a lot of times when people hear information that doesn't fit their paradigm at the moment they tend to get unruly they get a little angry and so we'd have big crowds and some people would want to beat the shit out of me after the meeting and stuff like that and there would be confrontations during the the meeting and people would just go off and I had no idea what to say or nothing and yet something would come out and it would seem to be it would work perfectly yes over and over again Yeah. So, all right. Thanks. Oh, I only got to one sentence. Let me read the other thing. The spiritual life is not a theory. Now, what I see as a spiritual life is just something other than a mental life. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't believe there's a spiritual life. I think all life is spirit. Yes. To humbly. Yeah. But let's just say being dictated by the mental strata, let's call an aspect of mental spiritual. Yeah. Which is just foreign to this one thing we're familiar with selfing, let's say. So we, we just want something other than what we got. Yes. So let's call it a spiritual life. It's not a theory. We have to live it. Exactly. I'm, I truly believe we're living it right now, but we don't think so. Yeah. I think what's animating us is not the mental, it's spirit. Yeah. I don't think I came about by the mental. I think <laughs> I just don't. I think it's part of a system of programming, but I don't think it's that which is before everything. In other words, we were sharing about it last night. This I, you would believe like the I is seeing, but it actually isn't. It facilitates seeing, yeah? So there's some consciousness or something that's not of form that's seeing through these gates, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Yeah. But if my eye, if I died, even though the eye was perfectly healthy, it would not see anymore, would it? But if you transplanted it to a live body, it would facilitate seeing. So obviously it's not the eye that sees, yeah? Something is seeing through the eye. I would say that's spirit, yeah? And I believe we're always living a spiritual life. <laughs> Maybe with a little too much mental in it. <laughs> but so I feel the hope, the program of recovery just diminishes the mental uh, interest, yeah? And now you're free to be interested in what's actually happening instead of being up the ass of self, yeah, listening to that interpretation based on what's not happening, yeah? So that's my feeling. The spiritual life is not a theory. We have to live it unless one's family expresses, yes, I get that whole thing. Yeah, what we are always speaks louder than what we say, yes, so... Yeah. Have you ever known, have you ever been at a meeting and there's an old timer there and they're sharing and there's just timber in it. Yeah. They got, there's some weight in there. They've actually been, they've been rubbing shoulders with this power for a long time and it comes through. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks Jacob. Oh, wait a minute. There may be some wrongs we can never fully write. Uh, and yeah, we don't worry about them if we can honestly say to ourselves that we would write them if we could. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Paul. Do you get the feeling I'm trying to get through, though, the idea that you're going to stop worrying about something? Yeah. Have you been very successful at that? No, no. Yeah, just, yeah, the trying. So there's, another, there's another possibility of looking at it that you're not the one that's worrying about next week. That's worked with me. Yeah. I look, When I lose interest in the one who's worrying about next week, yeah, I'm more rooted in now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, my thoughts were 
at, at a certain point I became bored or I lost interest in drug addiction or, or that lifestyle. And now it, it seems that I'm becoming more and more bored with self-interest and self-addiction. And in a way, like the, the slogan that came up in my mind is like, boredom saved my life. Like boredom is not such a bad thing that losing of interest is really like really powerful and the gaining of interest in, in yes. other, yeah. See, the beautiful thing is, is when you say gaining interest in, then mm. it's dot, dot, dot. And that's where everyone finds out in their own way. That's what's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. No one's telling you what you're going to gain interest in. They may suggest as observation, you're going to look how to contribute to life and, and think of others, but you're going to find out what it's like when there's a loss of interest in self. That's yeah. the beauty of it. Yeah, that's the, like it says, the spiritual life is not a theory. That's the living of the spiritual life is, is what life looks like and feels like and appears to be like when you've lost interest in self. Yeah. yeah. And self can't do that. Self cannot lose interest in self. That's self. Yeah. yeah. It's can't. Self cannot get out of self. This has been the dilemma. We had enough evidence, some right, some wrong, that we wanted to get out. Yeah. Of our head. That was obvious. Most of us were very clear about that. But that attempt was saddled with identification. We tried to get out of self as self. And that's something you have to learn usually after the defeat. Yeah, that defeat of attempting to get out of self, aka as Paul was actually self trying to get out of self. That is incredible well-earned wisdom or hard-earned wisdom, yeah? And that's actually the next step, a big step, is you realize, yeah, I want, I want to get out of this comfort. And then you realize you have failed. And for years, you blamed it on you. And then mm. you realize, no, I was identified as something. Yes. Mm. That, and that was the something I wanted to get out of. Yeah. That, yeah. When that opened up, it was incredible. It changed a lot because everyone is scurrying around trying to figure out how to get out of self, even, even if it's five minutes. I mean, that's why you watch Die Hard 8, you know, after knowing Die Hard 1 to 7 sucked, you just fucking have to give it something to pay attention to or it will just turn on you <laughs> and rip you a new one. So, so, <laughs> so every one of us has that, see, but the escape was part of the problem. Yeah. It was actually the biggest part of the problem. Trying to get out of self as self is really the biggest aspect of the problem. Yeah. Because then your solutions are of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so we run into AA and they give us a solution, not of the problem. Just like when you do an inventory, one of the great aspects of doing an AA inventory is it's going to produce an answer that's not yours. 
It's not going to, what it says isn't going to be aligned with what your head is saying. That's the beauty of it, yeah? yeah? So perhaps there is a better way or a different way, yes. What can fail, what can like landmine that, yeah, is the identification as self, because then you realize you've been trying to get out of you as you. Yeah, and then that's another surrender, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and whatever the problem, uh, replace the word with worry with whatever you like. It's not the it's not the worry that's the issue. It's the seeming or the the so-called worrier, the one who's worrying and seeing yeah. that that's not you. Yes, because the one who's the one who's stated as the worrier, uh, its dream is not to worry. Mm-hmm. But then it's worrying about not to worry. Yeah, you just can't win. <laughs> it does, but you can't. No. Yeah. It's not going to become your fucking uh, service animal. It's, it's parasitical in nature. It's feeding off of us in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Not in a way, in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. The light that it shines or directs isn't of it. That's our, that's what we are. You want to talk of spirit, you can talk of it as light. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The light of spirit is being directed by the mental state. The mental state has no light in and of itself. It's directing our light to focus on, to spotlight a mental fucking ideation. Yeah, to an extreme. The addiction of the mental state is incredibly extreme. Because like I always share, I did a lot of cocaine, but not once did I ever think I was cocaine. In this addiction, we're taking ourselves to be the drug, which is self. We're identified as the drug. <laughs> when they start having rehabs for that, they're going to be, they're going to have to be longer than 28 days. <laughs> You're not going to be able to go in a rinse cycle and come out. No, there may be a little more you're going to have to look at. <laughs> no, maybe, uh, maybe the world will be the rehab and uh, the rehabs will then be the havens of, of those who have, who have seen. <laughs> yes. It'll be a yes. reversal of roles. Yes. Uh, I think people will spend a lifetime in that rehab. Some people. Yes. Hopefully yes. not. But we're the lucky ones in that respect. I feel. Yeah. Yes. I mean, if we're, what's, you know, how can you best know what's causing the heaviness or seemingly to cause it other than through the lightness that mm -hmm. has occurred? Yeah. So you can relieve of this bondage so you can see the bondage. Yeah, <laughs> that's the whole point. Yeah. And it's not your bondage. It's not bondage of Paul. It's bondage of self. Self mm -hmm. is a shared sort of program. Yeah. We're extreme versions of the follower of that program. Yeah, alco alcoholics and addicts, but it's basically a stock model. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> it comes with your own little flagship with the name Paul, but it's the same radio station. <laughs> I, me, my. <laughs> Changes some nouns and other things, but basically it's the same. Yeah. Maybe it plays in different languages, you know, but it's the English version really has a lot of possessiveness in it. Yeah. Like in Italy, you don't go, uh, you know, I'm going to eat my lunch. It's mm. eating lunch. Yes. Mm. It's like us, we're owning everything. I'm going to eat my food, my lunch, my this, my that. This is my car. This is my... no, I'm, it's a car. It's not your car in a way. Mm. So in, in English, there's a lot of ownership, a lot. And this language is reinforces the trance quite a lot. Yes. Listening to it all day. Because it sounds like we have a lot to do with a lot of shit we have nothing to do with. Mm -hmm. It does. We used to use the example of the hair, you know. When I went to back east and I hadn't been there a while, uh, a guy came into the meeting who knew me and he said, Hey, Paul, you're growing your hair. And I said, Yes, I'm growing my hair. Uh, and I'm doing a pretty good job, and I got a shampoo line, and the guy, I looked at him, he was balding, I'm saying, you're not doing too good of a job, we got a meeting that we get together, and we grow our hair together, why don't you come every Saturday for a few hours, and we'll grow hair, and pride about it, all this can happen, but all I did was not cut it, (laughs) I didn't do shit, yeah, so this, this language is mind-boggling, how it keeps you're ready to take off and it keeps clipping your wings constantly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Heavy down with the ownership of shit. Yes. Yeah. And we have the ability to see it because look at how many people gravitate so easily recognizing in recovery, something is doing for them what they couldn't do for themselves and then having great gratitude and honor for that power. What about the power that drove us to do shit we would have never done by ourselves? That's living in, that's still camouflaged by our identification as it. So some people being identified as the doer are still suffering shame and guilt after 30 years of recovery based on what they did while they were out, which I don't believe they did. They were driven by something, and that something wasn't them. So when are they when are they let off that hook? When are they free from that probation? Yeah. There's a lot of doing, but there is are you so sure that you're the doer? Mm. There's thinking. Thinking thoughts pop up. Do you, are you actually, are you the thinker? Then tell me how you think. Mm -hmm. If you've been doing it for so long, you should know some of its mechanics. What's the state before any thought? And then where are you rolling? And then you suddenly get up and now start thinking? Yeah, give me a list of those steps. Yes, nobody can do it because they're not doing it. (laughs) It's just that fucking simple. They're aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. But then they lose that awareness of it 
and they get a narration about it, which is you're the thinker of all these. You're the doer of everything that's ever happened through this body. Even though you're not pumping the blood or beating the heart or taking the breath in, yeah? The head just has a field day with all these other things. Oh yeah, you're definitely the thinker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an, it's, don't you see it as a bondage of self? Well, hey, Paul, we got a hand up. Uh, before yeah. I get to Lisa, I wanted to say, uh, if there's any newcomers here, or if anybody wants to ask a question or come in and give a share, please raise your hand. And uh, Lisa, come on in. Hey, so I came to your meeting the other night and I'm sitting here and I'm trying so hard to understand what you're saying, but I realized that, I mean, I'm almost getting like a headache because I'm trying so hard to focus in and get it. But so this is what happened. So I was at your meeting the other night and I was in the hospital, which is probably one of my very biggest resentments, our medical systems in this country. And, um, and I had to be there for three days. So I was in the fire for me, just lots of fear and anxiety. And I went to that meeting and I left and went to the hotel room. And lately I've been getting up at like three or four in the morning. I don't know what's up with that, but that's just what's been happening. And to give you a little bit of history, I probably went to my first AA meeting when I was 20. And I- hey Lisa, hold on one second. Hey Jacob, there's some other, someone has their oh, thing on. Some breathing I suffer. Yeah. yeah. Or there's a very big person right behind me. I don't know. It's I think thing I'm from your website. It's the it's the jellyfish thing. <laughs> oh, is it the jellyfish? Oh, it's that, yeah, it's that jellyfish. Oh, it's on your computer. Yeah, you can go. There's a there's a little button that'll allow you to turn that off on the website. I don't think it's mine. Oh. Well, I could hear it when Paul was talking. I think it might be his. Well, it doesn't matter. The jellyfish, we can uh, hear. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, <laughs> you know, I started going to AA meetings when I was 20. I've never lasted more than a year. That's usually about the point where I bail. And looking back on it, you know, I've done all, I've, I think I did all the steps once, but they never, I never really took him in. It never, I always felt worse. The further along, well, actually like after doing the fourth and fifth, I mean, I was just so full of shame and it, it like backfired. And so I've always looked at myself as kind of being a 12 step failure. But the other night after being at that meeting, I got up at like four in the morning and I was just sitting there and I started writing stuff down. I was having like this stuff kind of coming to me and I wasn't really thinking it up. And I realized I was sitting there and I was doing a fourth step. I was writing down this kind of the ideas that came to me and it was stuff that that I've done but it was more like coming from me and and what I realized is what I think every time I've done a fourth step I've done it like in somebody else's voice and one of the issues I've had with AA was God the God and what I kind of figured out or what came to me in my last go round was that even though I don't believe in, you know, white God that lives up in the clouds, that 
belief that I've carried from me with me from my childhood is that that guy does exist and he fucking hates me and he's out to get me. And no matter what I do or how far I come, when any good thing happens, that God is going to swoop in and just crush me, you know? And I still like, that'll be my first thought when a really bad thing happens is oh yeah, God hates me. And then I override it with that's ridiculous. You know, that's not true, but there's still that part in there that believes that. But the weird thing about writing this stuff down the other day was that I just, I've done it wrong. I did it in someone else's voice. I don't know if it's, you know, the voice of that punishing God or the voice of my mother or whose, but it wasn't really me. And I think I might be onto something with that. And it didn't, but it just like, it didn't, it wasn't something that I thought of or figured out. It just happened. Yeah, keep writing. Keep writing. And now you're having, a, through the writing, you're going to have a, a, a different understanding of the higher power. Okay. Yeah, the old understanding is, is dissolving in a new one, which will probably fit you a lot better than the old one. Yeah? You're in the act of something working. So... Get together with a woman or someone in AA, and maybe after you do a little more writing, do the fifth step, and you'll see that the fourth step and fifth step can work. It's usually us that make them not seem to work. Yeah. And so, yeah. Get some relief from the bondage of self. That'd be nice. (laughs) It will be nice. And And it's more than possible. Yeah, you've already gotten some. So you just sort of just sit down and write a little more within that spirit that's working. Yes. This is sort of like trusting the process. You know, you know how some people come to AA and you've seen them like 10 or 11 times, you know, like over the years and then suddenly they get it. They finally get it. And they're really now they're picking up the chairs and they're talking with people and you can see the change in their face. And it was the same, same meetings. It was just they had to go through whatever they had to go through to to arrive. Yeah. And there but now they're clear that they've arrived. And now I see him and he's got uh, like 30 something years. And I usually see him working with another person in the city, run into him a lot, even when I wouldn't want to run into him, this guy, John. But uh, yeah, he had no seemingly interest in it. He was just coming up because he come in, he had to, and then the lights, which went on. Yeah. So here you go, honey. You're not so special, not for that light switch to go on. Yeah. It can go on for any of us. Yeah. And then you'll wear the, the past more loosely. Yeah, the, the past really doesn't have as much influence as we think. The influence of the present can pretty much weaken the past quite easily. Yes? Yeah? If our present is filled with the past, then the past has a lot of power. But the, when you're present, the past can't outshine that. Yeah, I have a lot of trauma myself, I mean, as a body. I've been operated on 18 times or something. I've been under 18 hours, 18 hours, 15 hours, 12 hours, and heavy operations. 
I was in, in a hospital bed for over a year. Uh, got run over twice by the same car at the same time. Uh, yeah, so I understand. And uh, when you don't seem to have any solace, a story may help, you know, I'm in the hospital, all this, but when you come back to life, uh, one of the things that gets, gets shed is the ownership of the story. Yeah, it's just, uh, it can be useful, but the way it was being used by the head wasn't useful. Yeah, and so it just, you wear it when you need to wear it, and then it's, it's not like a suit you have on every day. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. You know, I believe recovery progresses. Just like they say the disease progresses, I believe recovery progresses. That's been my observation. You're in, you know, your head is already in the tiger's mouth. It's a done deal. Just fucking do what we do. Do a little more inventory and share it with another person and give up your old idea that it didn't work while it's working now. I <laughs> mean, or ask that power to take the old idea, whatever, but just do the writing and. Because sometimes we get so stuck in the story, we don't see life has moved on. Yeah, we're just, life is, yeah, there's like the bus is there, the doors open, come get in. <laughs> oh, but I never got on the bus before the bus, get in, get on the bus, it's here. <laughs> Leave the story on the bus, you know, bench, get in. Life has plans for us. <laughs> yeah so thank you honey thanks for that report yeah and if you don't know there's some women here that would be more than happy to talk with you yeah and, uh, yeah and just at least finish this fourth and fifth step when i you don't have to commit to anything else you're already doing the fourth and then just follow it up with a fifth step there you go yeah Thank you, I'm happy you're here because you you uh, produce you caused me to remember I don't like hospitals either, obviously, and uh, yeah, hospitals are up there with WalMarts and Targets for me. <laughs> I think Targets or WalMarts are like aliens uh, transition there. If you looked at how many people go into Target, less people come out. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't like going in those big places. <laughs> there's, there's, uh, it's just too much. <laughs> but hospitals, yes. Yeah. Our fear gets provoked. It's not mine. See? And the idea that I should get over that, who says that? Yeah. Trauma has an echo usually, especially mm -hmm. physical trauma, I feel. Yeah. So. This idea of, uh, yeah. There's something that becomes before all trauma and that's us, yeah? And even that, even trauma is given the meaning from something before it, yeah? Yeah, I saw it when I was in the hospital. I was in an extreme condition, so I was in a teaching hospital and the people that were in my ward were all extremely damaged by motorcycle accident or something like that. 
and all of us were in heavy physical trauma. People had different ages, and some people started to drink. Other people got sober. The, 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 uh, the responses to the trauma were quite different from all the people. We outshine everything. Yeah. The meaning of everything is comes through us. If you look at just Buddhism 101 about the inherent emptiness of appearances, uh, this appearance is empty, but something is coming through that can see the emptiness of all other appearances. Yes. Yeah, so. Uh, that light that we are can outshine circumstances and situations. Yeah, it does, can, it does. It's nice to be aware of that. Yeah, so nice to see you, honey. And uh, yeah, stick, if you stay around and ask Jacob, maybe he can direct anyone. There's Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. There's a couple of, she may be too much of a heavyweight. We may start a little lighter than, <laughs> Nikki. <laughs> no, no, anyone. I'm sure a lot of people here would be happy to talk with you. Yeah? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we'll keep the room open at, uh, after the yeah, meeting. for a little bit. That would be nice, Jacob. Thank Absolutely. you. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. And we have Sean from Dallas. Sean from Dallas. No, Sean Dallas. Hey, Paul. Nice to see oh, you, man. Oh, Sean Dallas. Uh, yeah. Nice to see uh, you. You too. Um, so my question is, the other day you were talking about, uh, we know self can't get out of self, right? But you were talking about on a talk you did about uh, self usurping the position of awareness somehow. And, yeah. Right? Yes. Not usurping, so, uh, well, really uh, denying the... Uh, denying the uh position of awareness let's say. yeah or well what about or what about taking the role of the position of awareness well yes yeah, self is the self animates itself by claiming the i am or that's the spirit or that which is is on yes yes so how do i avoid <laughs> i don't know how do i know that's not what's happening well, I it wish is I could... happening, but you don't have to. It's sort of like the glove is happening, but you, as the hand, you don't have to be in it. Yeah. Okay. And you can be in it as the hand and then see that you're not the hand either. Yeah. <laughs> Fair so, enough. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Yeah, this, is, this is not about changing what you see, it's the seeing of it. And then the seeing of it will change things. And, this, and we're a help. We're trying to assist the direction of that change by offering an understanding here weekly. Yes. Yes. So that change can can uh, be coaxed. To, yeah. 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 <laughs> a little this way. All right. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Yes. Thank you. You know, when I saw, when I got struck sober, it was like the uh, the screen got uh, erased, and then it was a uh, like a CNN news flash, and it was I'm fucked, 
at that moment, I didn't get unfucked by seeing that. I was fucked. Yeah. It was a day of reckoning. Then, without having a reaction to that, just having it hit me, life conspired to get me to an AA meeting that night. And I've been sober ever since. So, the seeing that I was fucked was the necessary, like, preamble to the story of recovery. Yeah. It was essential. So, there's a seeing of the futility of the head, and there's no hope to make it unfutile. You move from it. Yes. You see the futility of the head, and you really see it. And you don't get under the hood and try to fix it. You just move. There's a moving from it. Yeah. It's a different, it's a different reaction. Yes. Or a response. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, John. And we got Jack. Jack. Jack D. I knew that. <laughs> Hi, Paul. Jack. Hi, it's, it's great to see you, Paul, um, <clears throat> and everybody. And uh, I just wanted to express uh, gratitude for this meeting. And this message, I mean, sorry and the meeting, but uh, gratitude uh, for the message and uh, how important uh, it has been. Um, and, and I'm grateful for a, a, a lot of aspects, you know, uh, when the message references uh, Ramana and uh, Wang Po and uh, Course in Miracles, uh, the eyes get open to a lot. And, uh, but, <clears throat> Just um, humbly, humbly, I'm so grateful for this message and uh, for you carrying it. And, uh, and uh, I, I, I hope it continues for a long, long time. I, I, I see a lot of people in recovery that, that I know uh, could benefit from it. And I wish they were all here. I really do. And, uh, but uh, slow but sure, I guess. And, uh, but just gratitude, Paul. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Jack. I'm, uh, well, what you're grateful for, I'm grateful for. We're speaking about the same source. Yeah. Yeah. It's the message, not the messenger. Yes. Yeah, it's very cool. If, if it was messenger, that was delivering the message. I don't know about that. <laughs> the beautiful thing, I uh, I never show up at one of these meetings, yet my attendance is perfect. I've never missed an AA, a Paul Hedeman meeting, but I've never attended one. <laughs> Not bad, good way to go. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you know how when you got relieved from AA and then usually there's a, a a chapter of being, you know, proselytizing and 
you know, yelling it on the mountaintops, and then you see that that doesn't work and stuff. And so you go through all the phases of, uh, and really the best is what's, you know, uh, what you are speaks louder than what you say. So, yeah. And what we are is, you can't get much closer to that. We're all that. And so I'm hoping that's speaking to itself through this platform. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for that very much. Yeah. I have a lot of gratitude for the platform. Uh, I would probably have been put in an insane asylum if I didn't have an outlet to share all these years. Because, I mean, seriously, it was could have only gone two ways, either having a platform or being platformed <laughs> <laughs> in a in a mental clinic or something. <laughs> so thank God, yes, I have this outlet. Anyone else, Jacob? No, I don't see any other hands. Thank you, Jack. All right, well, what time is it today? Uh, 2.30. Yeah, let's say goodbye then, eh? Sure. Uh, we got, I just saw everybody just moved. Why I wonder why in the Zoom they they change the uh, the squares move. It's when people leave because people take off if they think the meeting's ending. So they're oh oh yeah. oh it's yeah. wondering yeah. yeah it was sort of like remember that thing they the, the Hollywood squares they have the square weird I was just ready to talk to Paul Lynn or something and then it's it got moves all right so well. We've hey, got, we got a, now they're leaving like uh they're, they're splitting. Uh, All right, Steve, Steve raised his hand. Yeah, Steve raised his hand if you want to maybe check in with him as he oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Hi, Paul. <clears throat> okay. Um, you mentioned something that triggered a reaction. The reaction is after 20 some odd years, I don't think I've ever gotten to the point where. I feel so fucked that I surrender. And so I'm always, I'm still running on this hamster wheel, hamster wheel. And it's just, I mean, I'd rather watch TV than do the work. It's like, there's a part of me that just resists getting that I'm fucked. And that this whole point, you know, I'm just making myself miserable. Any thoughts on that? Yes, you can see that part of you isn't you and turn and offer it up to the power that you felt in this life through program. Right. If you have felt it. Yeah. And see, all it takes is one of us to surrender in a way. And then by being able to learn from others, you can learn in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. So just just bring that thing that's saying it won't surrender to that power. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's step six and seven is a much larger bin than a paragraph. You know, it's, it's got a lot of room. You can throw a lot of stuff in there and then humbly ask that power to reconfigure it all. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
and work with another person and share about stuff and uh the okay. head can be agitated and in that same moment you're not in a way so there uh, that distinctness uh will grow you'll be able to see the activities of agitation and not see it as you yeah yeah and so you turn that thing over okay yeah yeah let's say you can't surrender let's say surrender let's go to abandon so it says you have to abandon yourself to this power so if you were how could you abandon you it would be impossible yes so you see it as other and then you can abandon it to this power. so let's let's forego the surrender and just abandon that line of thought you just had over to the care of that other power yeah seeing it as other it's going to produce some good out of it without you understanding and knowing it's going to turn it into something that's valuable okay yeah yeah so i always got not always but that word abandon uh you know i experienced that a lot abandoning cars you know when you ran into a tree and you didn't have a rego or shit you just run you'd abandon friends i'd abandon my girlfriend i'd go to the drug dealer and I'd come back five hours later. <laughs> so I was very familiar with abandoning. So here, these thoughts that you've noticed, abandon that to the to that power. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just it relates to the part you said before about doing that inventory. You know, looking at it first as my resentments versus the self, the selfing thing going on that it's that's resentment it's others resentment it's an other and it's yes. you know because it's like it's that part of the disidentification this with the recognition and i never thought of it that way well yes this is you're not going to get you're not going to stop most of the shit that goes on you're going to lose interest in it yeah i get that that's what we're offering here i tried to do the other thing all right i've seen my faults now i'm going to I've got to stop doing that or do and it just didn't work. Yeah. So we're offering for people who've run into that same dilemma, a solution, which is uh, it's not you that's thinking that way or whatever. And then you'll lose interest in it. Yeah. My favorite one is the one about beating up on myself, you know, that I write that down. I beat up on myself. So then I try to stop beating up on myself. Then I realize I haven't stopped. So I beat up myself, stop on myself. Yes. Up on myself. It's it's a wonderful that infinitum. It's like quit uh -huh. playing God. Uh, so that which is playing God tries to quit playing God. That's playing God. It just yeah. it, it will just go on and on and on. You got to jump off that boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is simple. Like uh, you know, admit I can't deal with the day, and then there's a dealing with the day. That's that's. You know, that's what's worked in this life. I yeah. did not get better at de dealing with shit. I admitted I can't deal with shit. I did. I admitted it. No yeah. ands or buts. I'm just, uh, I'm outmatched. Yeah, I, 
I can't deal with exercise. I can't deal with my career and I can't deal with my relationships. I need to give all those away. Well, just admit that. Don't worry about doing the giving it away. That's, that's basically that which, uh, that's like the wink the higher power needs. Yeah, yeah okay. Just a little yeah. wink and then you'll see stuff starts to happen, yeah. So this, this other can't deal with all that stuff, yeah. I, yes, <laughs> yes. What's been dealing with it all, what can, and I mean really dealing with it is the other. Well, it's not the other, it's us, yeah. The other is what's trying to deal with it and it ain't working, yeah. Yeah, I, never I don't see the higher it. power. I do not see the higher power as other than us. I yeah. believe we're a higher power, really. Yeah. It just never occurred to me to give that manifestation this call it an other instead. Of I know one. that's why we're sharing it. Yeah, For a lot of people I've met, it's never come up to see it that way. <laughs> that's why we're we have a platform, it's and we're brilliant. we're making we're making sort of like uh, temporary glasses. So that you can see again. Yeah. That's, yeah. Passing them on all the time. Yeah. You never have to return them. There you go. Just pass them on. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate it. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. Hey, Paul, do you have uh, time for a couple more? A couple hands popped up here at the end. Uh, yes. Let's say Justin. Uh, we have Lisa first. Lisa. Oh, Lisa. All right, Lisa. Hey, different Lisa, Lisa W. Um, but I love the uh, step one analogies. It's all like, but you're talking about surrender, really, and that um, I'm powerless over all this. And I also love the analogy to the the feud, like the Hatfield and McCoys, where they're, I think you're talking about resentment, just fighting yes. it out and holding on to it for, you know, decades and decades. So just really great to hear you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. Nice to see you. Meet you. Yeah. Thanks, All right, Lisa. Justin. Yes. Hey, uh, I just wanted to say to Steve's point, you know, uh, there's a big difference for me when I say I can't do it with a judgment about myself. And when I say when I'm honest with myself and I say I just fucking can't do it. And so yeah. I just encourage you to look at the difference between those two statements. There's an honesty and then there's a judgment. And which one which one are you saying I can't do it with? Yeah. Yes, that's very good. Yes. Again, you're not saying it, but yes, there you go. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Justin. All right. Uh, that's anyone awesome. else? No, that's it. All right. Thank Jacob, thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure to see you, bro. Yeah, I hope I hope the best for us all, really, and you. Yeah. Yeah. God bless. Bill and Kathleen. There they go. Me, uh, there's Mickey, the matriarch. There she is, John in Florida. John, we're gonna have another book sooner or later, a little one. Right on, dude. I, I was just reading uh, a lot of stuff you've been talking about the last two or three days, just blew my mind. It's right where I've been reading along. You know, it says, Here's the message consciousness. That's all there is. Here, yeah. you know, it goes on to say some really other great stuff, but we're getting late, man. And uh, just, just great stuff, man. You know, you talked about appearances and, uh, you know, the consciousness just overrides the appearances that the mind's creating. Like, like Steve was saying, all that shit, you know, just go to the nothingness, man. Nobody ever pays attention to the nothing. It's awesome, buddy. Thanks for your message, Paul. It saved my life. Bro. Yeah. 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 Ye
Garden Hose. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, so, so one of my favorite people here is Suzanne M. Nice to see you, honey. All's well? Yes? All right, good. good. Thank you. Good to see You're you. Welcome. Yes, very nice to see you. Honey. Thank you. We got, we got Justin again. Thank you for that, Justin, with the judgment and everything. I may have to steal that. Who knows? We have Tommy uh, from Ireland, I'm pretty sure. We got Jenny from Toronto. Nice to see you, Jenny. Uh, there's Gail in all her glory, living the big, the pink cloud life. There she goes. We got Deborah. I think Deborah had to leave. She was eating something. You know? We got Jack G somewhere in a province. No, he's in the Cape. Yeah, beautiful. Looks great there. Yeah. We got Connor sitting it out in uh, Dublin. I think he's in Dublin. Uh, let's see. I missed him now. We've got uh, Lisa J. Different than Lisa W. Nice to see you, Lisa. Yeah, hopefully you get in contact with someone and just finish that fourth step a little bit. And it seems like uh, relief is knocking on your door. Walter, as always, the brother from another mother. We got Sean Dallas, not to mistake him as a Texan. But Sean Dallas, yes. We got Steve from San Diego. Nice again. Thank you, Steve, for the share. Roman, as always, my main dude. We got Richie W. In Me in Mexico. Kaiser, I think he's in Wisconsin right now. Yes. No. You're down in L.A. Uh, the name's Kaiser, Minnesota, so I'm in Minnesota. I'll be going to L.A. in a little bit. Oh, oh yeah, you're Minnesota. I forgot. I thought Wisconsin, Minnesota. It's I know. <laughs> we got Oliver from Berlin. I like the town. We got Jenny. Let's see. I think we get everyone else. Oh, we've got oh, nice to see Mark R. here. Nice to see him, Lucas, Gil, Senna, Mia in San Diego, Miranda, Boris, Moni. Uh, let's see who else. <laughs> I think that's it. Oh, there's my big thumb on the camera. Hey, I think that's it. Hey, thank you, thank you so much for. Uh,